was like really efficient of us. Like we we were goofing before this, like really just joking about our own thing. And then like Alex was like, "Hey, can we start this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then we all got quiet and serious, and here we are. It was like really kind of spooky, honestly, watching it in real time. But that's just the, how professional we are here at the yeah. Tough that's Cut. just being a professional podcaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, ninety three percent more minutes of content made in the past year than other comedy podcasts. That that is insane. Um. So, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakers. Jakers. Uh, and this is episode eighty seven, part two of our family bracket. Family. And it's about family. True. Not nice. for family, about family. Coming at you in today's episode, we've got Royal Tenenbaums versus Parasite. And then in the back half of the episode, we've got My Big Fat Greek Wedding versus Little Miss Sunshine. So it should be pretty fun. Sick. I'm really looking forward to that. These yeah. are all, I, I enjoyed all these movies. Spoiler alert. Ha, get it? Nice. Uh, there's We're going to be spoiling these movies and I just spoiled how I feel about all these movies. So like, it's, wow. it, you're not safe. You're not safe here. Um, is what I'm nut to tell safe? You. No, nut Jake. Safe I don't. Either. Jake, I don't think the nut job is in this bracket. Oh, why didn't with we? The, another missed opportunity. Squirrel? <clears throat> yeah, is squirrel that, heist. Is that is nut job a spinoff of Over the Hedge? I don't think it's a spinoff. I think it's like a I think spiritual it's, successor sort of. It's video. basically the same movie. Was yeah. there it's a like directed TV of sequel for Over the Hedge about like the squirrel? I feel like there was. It was like the nutty, like nutty. I feel like something. you're playing it really shy right now, as if you don't know <laughs> what it is. But I know for a fact you know exactly what that movie is called. You watch speedruns of the Over the Hedge. Game. Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge Two was permanently canceled. I think you're just thinking of the nut job, thinking that it was. A hmm. successor. Maybe. That could be true. I think this man's seen anyway. an uh, unreleased Over the Head sequel <laughs> movie. Or, or I'm, I'm just sending out some feelers for the script I wrote. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how would people react <laughs> yeah. to like an Over the Head sequel? Someone in 2019 posted on Reddit, why hasn't there been an Over the Hedge 2? Is it going to get one of those like the Incredibles treatments where like it does miraculously get a sequel? Wins an Oscar? Did Incredibles 2 win an Oscar? I actually don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, getting past over the hedge, hopping into the bracket. Is there anything else you want to call out before we, we get there? Yeah. What was the cast of over the hedge? <laughs> what, 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 what were the <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis. What? Wow, wait, what? William what? Shatner. What? Here's the thing. Uh, he's Eugene not looking Levy, at anything. He's Catherine not looking O'Hara. at anything. He's just he's just saying um, these names off the top of his head. Dang, yeah. Bruce Willie. That's crazy. Did he he play the raccoon? Yeah. Our Avril wow. Levine was in Over the Hedge. That was her last role before she died. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the cast over the hedge is stacked, but we're not yeah. talking about over the hedge today. <laughs> this is I the mean, over the hedge. Movie this is over that. the hedge cast. Hey, welcome to our fan cast for over the hedge, where we dive into all the details <laughs> that you might have missed. Yeah, wow. I guarantee a lot of people would miss the details of over the hedge, except for you, Matthew. Nothing, nothing gets past you when it comes to over the hedge. True, true. And anyway. getting over this bit, um, <laughs> we have some content warnings. For for these movies, Jake, you want to talk about them? Yeah. Um. So in the Royal Tenenbaums and Little Miss Sunshine, uh, both movies I pitched actually. Uh, there is uh, talk and depictions of suicide, suicidal thoughts, uh, and yeah. So if you're especially averse to that, uh, just keep a heads up because we want you guys to be comfy while watching these movies with us because we love you. Thank you so much for that, Jake. Yeah. Um. With that, let's finally get right into it. Um. 
And I guess, Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Royal Tenenbaums? I sure do. Uh, yeah. You know, when I think about family movies and big, big dynamic movies, I gotta go with my guy, Wes Anderson. He's a little, he loves family. Uh, and we got a good old classic family movie in the Royal Tenenbaums. Wes Anderson, 2001. Uh, directly out, really <clears throat> post 9-11, you know, it was in December um and it's it's about this royal tenenbaum and his wife ethelene uh they have three children and they're very eccentric uh all of them extraordinary all geniuses but they they are very dysfunctional and cut to you know them as adults and we get to see them come back together and yeah it's just the, it's a family reunion movie and they're all weirdos and i love this movie when i think of like families in film this movie is like definitely springs to mind first. A uh, lot of great, a lot of great scenes in it. A lot of great actors in it. A lot of great like just discussions of family and what what it what what a big family can do to a motherfucker. You know what a <laughs> what a kooky rich guy could do to a to a family. I don't know. I just love this movie. I love Wes Anderson. I could have picked like any Wes Anderson movie. I feel like or most of them. You know, I, I think that. Fantastic Mr. Fox has a great family in it. I think that the the Darjeeling Limited has, you know, the talk of those three brothers uh, in it. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. I don't even know why I'm still going. I could be going forever. I don't know. Anyway, Alex, what do you think about this movie? Um, so I hadn't actually seen this one before. Uh, I love a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. Um, truth be told, this is not my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, oh, film I don't know why. Cinema hates you right now. You stand uh, yeah, I mean, like, on the wrong I don't know side. why. Like, I think, like, <laughs> it, I what I really like about Wes Anderson's work, I think, is largely the, like, way he depicts childhood. Um, mm. And this movie, because they're, like, adults for pretty much the whole movie, I don't know, you don't get that as much. And I, that was the only, like, tangible thing that I could get otherwise. Like, so, yeah, not my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Still good, but not my favorite. Um, but, like, certainly about family. You know, family is everything in this movie. So, yeah, good pick. Yeah. Um, I can, I can follow that up. Um, so I love the work of Wes Anderson, uh, broadly. Um, but as far as Wes Anderson movies, um, in a similar boat, Alex, this is not my favorite. I think for me, it's more just like a lot of Wes Anderson films are get like fairly intimate character study ish. And he is no stranger to like unlikable people. And I just feel like in this particular movie, the cast of characters and, for the reasons they are unlikable, just really, I don't know, grates me a little bit the wrong way. Um, and I just like end up not super invested in the actual family itself. Um, not to say it's a bad depiction of family. You know, family can certainly be super <laughs> complicated to navigate. And I think this movie hits that nail on the head. Um, it's just not uh, not my favorite. Damn, these motherfuckers hated this movie. Shit. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Damn. <this movie. laughs> what the hell? What the hell? I'm I'm just reacting as you know some of our fans might react. I'm trying yeah, to channel they probably their are. anger. Mm. Uh, what I'll say though, getting fucking mad, rich, and um, pumping your little bench press is like a kid. What the hell? I, that's why I figured you'd love the movie. I, frankly, I'm surprised. Frankly, I'm surprised. This I just want to hang favorites. out with um. Chad is it because you saw yourself a little too much in the movie? Is that what it is? <laughs> okay, it hit so a little too that, <laughs> close my, to home. Um, oh my god, I, I nailed it. He's speechless. There is this a little bit of this element of like, I, I, 
you know, these characters are like geniuses in their craft, incredibly mm-hmm. good at all the things they do. Thank I am you. not claiming to go anywhere near that far. But there was right. like a little bit of like myself and my siblings are like each known for like different types of things. And I like to think mm-hmm. we're pretty good at and or decently mm-hmm. successful. You, know, you and olive like, oil. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> olive oil knowledge. Uh, you know, other sibling is like a pretty high level collegiate athlete. You know, the other mm-hmm. one is like a pretty successful business person. Like, mm. So like, damn, so this, this is really, this weirdly maybe, enough, there, there may be some hmm. truth in that is like, it's like, like Alex in uh, adaptation sees too much of himself. I see too much of myself in Royal yeah. Bones. Yeah. It's hard to look in the mirror, man. Yeah. It, it literally in this seat, it's got a and whole mirror seat of that too. That's hard. The, the, the uh, <laughs> other little <laughs> tiny piece I just want to call out up top. Um, Chaz reminds me, I, I don't know if your guys at school had them, but the kids that are like <laughs> always like always grustling for that next dollar you know mm-hmm, like they're like mm-hmm, finding mm-hmm. ways to make some cash they're, they're selling like, oh, chips from their house like yeah their selling chips they're, they're like, like oh i'm gonna put some vending machines in the nearby laundromats to make some extra cash on the side like mm-hmm. you know i knew one a lot time some of those kids one time when i was younger uh, uh i played this guy in my neighborhood in basketball and i was trying i don't know something to prove well not really that athletic and he let me beat him once and like we were just playing for funsies and then he we played again he's like hey if i win you owe me like 20 bucks and when i was a little kid i was like that's a lot of money um but i was like (laughs) that'd be really cool if i won i just also beat this fool um and then so i shook on it i said yes and this guy was uh he was in our grade but he was three years older because he kept getting held back big dude (laughs) Uh, on the first, on the first day of school, when I came there, he fought a teacher, uh, but but anyway, he beat my ass in basketball (laughs) and I owed him 20 bucks. And then he got like deadly serious about it. He's like, you owe me. Like when you come to school tomorrow, like on Monday, you better have my money. And I freaked the fuck out because I didn't have this money (laughs) at all. And I was like, how can I pay this man off? Like, I'm really worried about my debts. Um, <laughs> and so I stole a bunch of my, my family had a bunch of like a variety pack of chips and I stole a bunch of them, and put them in my backpack. And, uh, I went up to him and I was like, he had a whole posse sitting around him. I went there and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't have the money. Like, I, this is like sixth grade. <laughs> Jake, I'm so sorry. I don't have the money. Like I really, you know, whatever. I tried to get it, but I do have all this. And I gave him like. 15 bags of chips and he's like again a bigger dude and i don't know if it was like in retrospect insulting but he was just like (laughs) they all started laughing around us and um he was like you know what jake like that's fine i'll take it and he ate all those chips uh before school started in front of me (laughs) and that's what you just gave me sorry you gave me that memory um so I needed to share it with our audience to prove that I'm a real person, not an AI. Wow. Well, you talking about vending machines made me think of how my friend's dad is a big businessman and he started out as a kid by buying vending machines and then he got in trouble with the Detroit mob because the mob owned the vending machines in the city and they went after him. That's kind of sick. <laughs> That's Yeah, insane. and they were like, you're on our territory. And he was like, I'm a child. <laughs> I am. A- <laughs> That's I'm a good a defense in a court of law. It's a good defense. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's pretty fun. I too nice. am not a robot. Matt, do you have childhood yeah, stories you to prove a- that you're not a robot? Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so, Parasite 2019, <laughs> directed by Bong Joon Ho. 
<laughs> uh, may still be the AI host of this podcast. Yeah, Parasite <laughs> released in 2019. He's like, by think of a story, think of a story, think oh, of a god, story. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Calculate story, calculate story, calculate story. <laughs> Robot boy. Uh, yeah, so this one, I'm just going to take the synopsis from Google because it's, um, I feel like, a tough movie to summarize succinctly. Yeah, I'd say so. Rich um, people suck. <laughs> greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Ooh. Kim clan. What kind of privileged bullshit was that sentence? Wait, what kind that's of like <laughs> summary? What kind? Why can't it just be like rich people go burr? Like why can't like why? Why does it got? <laughs> I mean, Damn. I think it's a little more complicated than rich people go burr. Um, okay, like yes, but you, you, no at the same time. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. that's a good point. Um, so yeah, as Jake so succinctly put it, rich people go burr. Uh, um, the, the wealthy Park family is just out there funding the lifestyle for the Kims, um, who are very, very um, poor, living in a mm-hmm. sub-basement uh, in Seoul, Korea. Um, yeah, so why did I pick this movie? Um, yeah, why? Oh my gosh, it's becoming a goddamn interrogation. <laughs> um, yeah, so naturally, Parasite, obviously, for anyone who has seen it, it's a great film. You should watch it. Centrally, as the rich people go burr piece goes, is mm-hmm. about class inequality, class struggle, and sort of um, economic mobility, um, chiefly. But I also do think that there are naturally elements of family, themes of family, Um and pretty clearly huge narrative elements of family in this movie. I mean, it centrally deals with like two and a half families um, and they're sort of tangled. Love that TV show. Charlie Sheen, huh? <laughs> or Ashton uh, Kutcher sort of, now? Sorry. Yes. Um, and they're sort of tangled relationships together. Um, and yeah, I, I in part just kind of wanted to rewatch this. Um, and I believe Alex hadn't seen it. I hadn't. Um, so with that, what, what were your thoughts, Alex? Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember all the buzz about it. Um Everyone loved Parasite. Bzz, bzz, bzz. And so I had like meant to watch it on several occasions. And then for whatever reason, we just didn't end up watching it. Uh, and it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, it's so not what I expected because I remember like seeing trailers for it. I've seen like some memes about it, like um, uh, Mr. Kim driving the car with the mm-hmm, rich lady mm-hmm. in the background and his face. Um, but like. I didn't, I didn't know. Somehow it didn't get spoiled for me. Like, I didn't know what the, like, twist of the, like, uh, dark, scary basement was. Yeah. Um, it's a hard thing to kind of spoil because it's just, like, kind of, it's... I don't know. I feel yeah. like if someone was to just say, oh, yeah, someone was living in their basement, isn't that crazy? Like, that's, I, I mean, it's, it's not, like, spoiled, but, like, you know, it's yeah. a slow burn kind of movie. I really liked it. And the families are great. There are they families. got family. True. Yeah. Jake? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this winning Best Picture was like the last good thing to happen. Uh, it in sent a while. us down the darkest fucking timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, like, I, and it's a trade that I'm I would be willing to take again. Like, if you told me in order to stop the pandemic, Parasite has to lose Best Picture, I'd be like, <laughs> eh, nah. I, I feel like I can. I feel like we can go through all that pain and suffering uh, for <laughs> Parasite to win. Bong Joon Ho is, is is great. He literally made it. He made his two Oscars kiss. That's that pretty so cool, cute. man. That was he's cute as hell. Um, it was a great movie. Just like I you. was uh, rude. Of, oh, dude, I really needed that today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm staring at this. I, I really want to take time to acknowledge that. Actually, I actually want to pause the podcast and just. <laughs> I really thank you. I'm sorry. No, but 
what did you think of this movie, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I I love I love <laughs> Parasite. <laughs> It's going to be such a confusing three yeah. minutes to cut. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should just we should just jump right into to comparing these movies. Um, uh, both both are both with these movies. I think wait, it's a really interesting Mac. What? I like how you said we should just jump into comparing these movies. We're, we should jump like, in. Okay, now that we've like introduced them, let's just like <laughs> slide our way in. Yeah, let's just slide. I mean, hey, these films, they need no introduction. Just get cut all the way from here. <laughs> cut, cut the past 11 minutes out. Say with me, this these films need no introduction. Let's talk about them. Comparing them, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I think it's interesting talking about uh, wealth in families and what that can, can mm. do. Uh, to people and family dynamics when you grow up poor versus when you grow up with a lot of money. Um, both, I think both of these films do not speak highly of when you have a lot of money in a family and how weird or awful that can make you. Or maybe, like, oh, what's the word? Um, not in touch with, with reality, kind of like, you know, you just think different. You just you reach different conclusions. And uh, Parasite does it extremely well uh, with, with comparing... Uh, the rich and poor families. Um, and I think Royal Tenenbaums is a little bit more like, like it reaches those conclusions, but also if you're watching it and like, didn't want to reach that conclusion, you didn't have to in your own head. You can think of oh, this movie is about other things, but I think, I, I don't know, in my opinion, it's still very much like a, you know, people are weird. People are weird. Yeah, when they get I, a lot I, of money I think and, yeah. wealth inequality definitely plays a role in both films and very it is similar sort of end conclusions, but they like go about displaying those themes very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Royal Tenenbaums is a little bit quieter. Um, yeah. Like clearly there, there is a, th- it is a thematic element in Royal Tenenbaums, but it's not as sort of, you put it, Jake, like in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you see it displayed in a couple pieces. One, the, you know, Tenenbaum family themselves um, for their eccentricity and the, dedication to their craft they're able to achieve in part become comes from them having the opportunity to to sort of pursue those um and then also in um eli cash um i think Mm -hmm. is a foil to um growing up with or adjacent to extraordinary wealth and kind of what that the complexes that put into him and kind of what that reaped on his mental health across his lifetime and then (laughs) once he becomes rich like how he feels he's supposed to act now that he is. Yeah. Um, it is definitely present in the Royal Tenenbaums. And then Parasite, it, it is all over that movie. Wealth inequality is, yeah. you can't miss that one. If you somehow do, you are the worst. You are the problem. You, you, are, you are literally, <laughs> you are the problem. You're the people that, that watched Squid Game and went, what if we made a game show about <laughs> this where we win real Call money? Call him out. Call him out. Say the name. Say the name. Say the name. Uh, Netflix and Mr. Beast. Yeah. Uh, both of you. <laughs> both of you. We're not afraid. We're not afraid to say it. You know, we're not afraid to. What if one day down the line, Mr. Beast came up to us or a podcast is like, I'm giving away five billion dollars to a random podcast. And it was us. But then he combs through our content for mention of Mr. Beast. <laughs> and He's like lost our chance. Why am I mentioned in an episode called Over the Hedge Cast? (laughs) (laughs) And he'd listen because he's like, ah, tantalizing. Look, let me let me help our amazing content. Let me help our odds. Mr. Beast, I think it's really cool that you're in Fortnite now. What? And we can't fall down this rabbit hole. I can't do this right now. (laughs) Um 
How do you think? How do you think the um, poor family in Parasite would do if they got hired by the royal Tenenbaums? I think they die. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. Like instead of just having um one fatality, I'm gonna say it's like a three out of four of them don't make it out the other goddamn side. Coming yeah, in contact, with the, the guillotine bombs. will be sharpened on that day. Like it's <laughs> it's who boy. Um, that being said, I think the Tenenbaums and some of the Park family would get along. Yeah, I don't think sure, the dad I mean, would. I don't think he would like them. I think the do you mean would. royal or do you mean Mr. Park? Uh, Mr. Park. I just the the main reasoning behind the Royal Tenenbaums pick, uh, it, as evidenced in in my other pick on the other side of this bracket, is I think dysfunctional families are play a really really uh, heavy role in my taste in like movies and stuff. When I see like movie families, I think it's like very. I love it when they depict families not as just like I hate you, mom, blah blah blah, blah but more like it is very complicated. All the relationships uh between brother sister mother father like all all the things fa- family friends and like all that stuff like with the like cash and stuff i just think it's like really interesting to see um just get yeah, a dysfunctional family well, in the film yeah well, what I'll, I'll say in regard to that is i think that is one of the strongest points of royal tenenbaums um as much as like the actual characters themselves um i find a hard time liking for the most part i Mm -hmm. I do think that the movie explores their relationships in a really nice way um where this is a truly just like like broken beyond belief set of people um yeah and sort of in the end they are able to like reconnect as a family um Mm -hmm. which i think is really really nice and some of them might be trying to connect a little more than that whoa cash in that dog (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that i think that's why i like the message of this one because like kind of alex what you were saying before uh wes anderson's very good at depicting childhood and this this movie could have very much been when they were kids and we got a glimpse of that obviously in this film but seeing uh them come together at the end and like kind of showing that it's like not too late to like, yes, you'll have the trauma from like your childhood of how things like were when you grew up and all that. And you could be separated from your family for a while, uh, but seeing it come together afterwards and reaching a positive, the positive conclusion is really awesome to me. I, I really like it. Uh, sorry. I was just thinking of Ben Stiller and all of his like copycat kids. And I pick. always, I always forget how Ben Stiller's in this movie. Uh, every time I watch it, and just seeing the jumpsuit and his kids with the fucking like I, Jerry curl permed, I, I love it. I love it. What I really think is interesting about Ben Stiller's character in this movie is that Chaz's arc almost like mirrors my own experience watching it of like his relationship with the family of like he's so mad at his dad the whole movie and for me it was like i was not interested in this movie most of the time and then at the end there's like a slight reconciliation the dad gives him the dalmatian and it's like a cute thing because he has the dalmatian mice so it's like a nice little mirror thing and then he's Mm -hmm. like they have a slight uh like reconciliation that's kind of how i feel this movie ended for me of like i like the ending of this movie you know, I feel like with dysfun- dysfunctional families, it's really important to have like a really strong end. You know, like oh, there's a train going back. Um, with with stories of dysfunctional families, I feel like it's important to have like a strong reconciliation at the end for like this like positive spin on it um of like no matter how dysfunctional you are no matter how broken you may seem if everyone is willing to try things can get better um i think that's like a really important message to have in movies about family yeah 
I guess kind of taking to the the other side of things here with um, Parasite a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, we've we've talked that wealth inequality is a huge theme. Class struggle is a huge theme in Parasite. Um, as far as the, the takes on family go, um, as I mentioned when I was introducing this, there's sort of like the, the, the culmination of all the movie's conflict comes together with like two and a half families worth of people colliding, <laughs> more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what is your take on the families in this movie? I, you know, I, I, I obviously they all play a huge role narratively, but, I, you know, I think there, there's some thematic pieces there as well. I, I really like the way family is portrayed in this movie. Um, it's really interesting to me the way that the families never like turn on each other. Like I was expecting there to be some conflict like within the families. And I feel like that doesn't really happen in like a, in like a very upfront way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some stuff about like, do you have a plan or don't you have a plan with the dad Mm -hmm. and the son? Um, But like largely the families are like so united. Uh, And I think that's really interesting. You don't see that in movies about family very often. Um, yeah, Yeah, I think that there's this related piece of like, especially as it relates to the Kim family, like what you're willing to do for family plays a huge Mm -hmm. role in this movie and is their ultimate sort of undoing, um, is literally just trying to do the best for each other. There's this comment that, um, I believe the patriarch of the the Kim family makes where it's like, um, you know, at the end of the day, the people you're looking out for most is like each other. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, it, it is their their sort of ultimate undoing is the fact that the Kim family was um, and, you know, the the uh, unending pressures of capitalism. Um, but it, it was <laughs> wait, this movie's about capitalism. Holy hell. What? <laughs> Ain't no way. Yeah. What, what is your your take on family here, Jake? Yeah, um, one of the scenes that sticks out to me uh, in Parasite, I remember watching for the first time and being like, oh man, really good scene. It's just when the the uh, Park family finally, like it's all of them in there and the uh, rich family leaves and it's them, like we get to see the peel back layer of them hanging out in the rich household mm-hmm. um, and just like goofing around doing all the things, you know, before all the shit hits the fan, something about it was just like very... Very cool to see that. Very cool to just, like, have a moment where all the shenanigans are, like, around the corner. You know other things are kind of happening. It's kind of tense, too, because you're just like, Jesus, like, they're really living it up. But it's kind of fun. It's, it's fun to see them uh, do that. Um, and there's, there's genuine joy in, in what they do in their family. Like, they know that what they're doing is probably, you know... They're scamming, they're doing whatever, but it doesn't feel bad to them. They are a family there together and they're hanging out. Uh, and I just really like it. I, I think it's like very, very a cool. I don't know. I don't know the perfect way to explain how I feel about it, but something about that scene, seeing the family like it, it in somewhere they probably shouldn't be scammed their way into this place. But like if the film would have just started there, you would have just thought it was just like a normal family, albeit maybe a little like messy or whatever sure. uh, for their rich household. But like, no, it was still like really the, loved it. One of the pieces that's so gratifying about that is like the Kim family is primarily our point of view um, mm-hmm. for most of the film. So seeing them finally get to like indulge a little bit and like live a life that is, you know, better than the meager scraps they've been provided thus far 
in this beautiful home with just like brimming with opportunity and wealth and opulence, mm-hmm. there's part of it that just like feels really nice. And we get some like cool family dynamic character moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they're talking about the sister and she just like how seemingly effortlessly she just fits into this aesthetic, which yeah. has bigger thematic implications, <laughs> yeah. but it, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a really yeah, nice, yeah. those are like really nice moments between this family that we've seen struggle so much. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is why it's that much more painful when shit hits the fan and when things start to go really bad. Um, And then that moment is paired with their sub-basement flooding. You know, they're like, yeah, oh, oh, it's just such a fantastic movie. Like the thematic through lines on like all sorts of elements are just so good. Yeah. The moments of calm in this movie followed by like the things that like precede them is it's really great. It's really great. And I think in those like quieter moments or just like those peaceful moments are where I'm finding a lot of the family stuff to be really compelling, uh, seeing their response to the adversity and also what they were before all the shenanigans happen. I really like in the word shenanigans today. I really yeah. Big shenanigan boy. Big shenanigan guy. Shenanigan guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel I, like we've barely talked about these movies, but I no, also that's feel like. You we probably might. just cut out uh, our really good conversations that we're had. There's a lot yeah, of comparisons. Yeah, what, what was there your what was life. your um the, that really brilliant point that you made, Alex? The one that you kind of want to circle mm. back to about um yep. I can't remember oh, which well, one. I maybe. didn't really want to circle back. I was going to say we should vote, but the oh, brilliant, the brilliant okay. point uh, I made was yeah. we should vote um, on the statement you made, like completely separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Couch scene horny. If it's going to be kept in to the yeah, couch couch scene one. horny. That one. <laughs> Couch Which movie morning. is he talking about? Put a vote <laughs> below. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Okay. I, I do agree with you. I feel like we've like barely scratched the surface because there is a lot to talk about with both of these, but yeah. we do kind of have to keep moving, unfortunately. Hey, and that's the spirit of, of the podcast, you know? We got, we got like a, a, approximately 30 minutes each of these matchups. They're not going to be perfect, but it's tough. As, as our audience sits there and screams <laughs> at their phone or screams in yeah. their car. Why did they talk about vending machines for six minutes? <laughs> but that's why they too did. That's why they too. Or at least why did we keep what we talked about vending machines and didn't keep all of the really interesting and poignant stuff we said mm-hmm. uh, comparing the movies? Why did yeah, we cut God, that out? so right, smart. Right. Yeah. It's all a game. It's all With a that, game. You, uh, Alex, it seems like if you're wanting to vote, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm voting for Parasite on this one. Um, I think in this case, both are certainly about family, but I like how many different perspectives of family we get in Parasite. And I think the things that it does with it are really unique. Um, so that's why I'm that's why I'm voting for Parasite in this one. Um, I think here I will vote for Parasite. Um, I, I love, I, I love the Royal Tenenbaum's depiction of family and I think it's very interesting, but I think if we're talking about like some of their core stuff, I think, uh, it's more interesting what Parasite does with it and putting two families directly against each other rather than one family. Hey, do the math. That's more families. And that's our only criteria here. Uh, for this, for this <laughs> mathematically, the most families, families. <laughs> mathematically, which has the most families in it. Um, wow. I am, I'm also going to vote for Parasite here, uh, mostly because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop can uh, this mm-hmm. heck off, get out of here. Yeah, you saw yourself way too much in, in Royal Tenenbaums. I'm not realizing. <laughs> Please, it makes me so uncomfortable Ray to talk too about. Much. Way Please too help. Much. I- 
when you first came to me uh, really, really early on in knowing Matthew, and he's like, I have an idea for a candle. And I was like, this sounds familiar. Okay, with the, I can't even say the dumbest joke we've ever made. It was a callback. It, it, it is referential. It's, look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it has to stay in. Um, but with that, <laughs> Parasite advances, um, and we've we've got one more matchup in today's episode. Uh, Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce my Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yeah, um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, directed by Joel Swick, released in 2002. Everyone in the Portocalis family, this is from Google, everyone in the Portocalis <laughs> family worries about Tula, still unmarried at 30 years old. She works at Dancing Zorba's, the Greek restaurant owned by her parents, Gus and Maria. After taking a job at her aunt's travel agency, she falls in love with Ian Miller, a teacher who is tall, handsome, and definitely not Greek. Tula isn't sure which will be more upsetting to her father, that Ian is a foreigner or that he's a vegetarian. Um, I saw this movie for the first time two years ago. Uh, my wife is very Greek <laughs> and loves this movie. Uh, and it was wild that I've never seen it because I think my mom also really likes this movie. Um it's great. It's just such a fun movie. It's such a fun family. It's such a fun depiction of like an immigrant family. Um, even though I feel like a lot of people don't think of Greek uh, people in America as immigrants, even though like certainly are um, just because they are kind of whiter than other immigrant families. They have a different status. I don't know. But I think this movie handles that like introduction to that family really well. Um, and it, it shows a lot about you know, what it means to be Greek and part of that family. Um, yeah, I, I just have a good time with it. Um, Jake, what do you think about this one? You guys notice in this bracket, we have a lot of like 2001, 2002 movies in it. Like a yeah. lot of, a lot of, yeah, like we do. That's, the, that's the finger on the pulse. I guess mm-hmm. they really, really talk about families in those. Maybe again, post nine eleven. post nine eleven. keep your families close. Um, Wow, you read my mind with that. You just, you just wait. Was that actually what you were going? For? <laughs> yeah, you came in. You came in right away. Literally, like took those words from my mouth. You were just like, but he's gonna say post nine eleven. Uh, wow, wow, that's great. Um, this this is such a Alex movie. I'm surprised you only saw it two two years yeah. ago. Yeah, right. Uh, that the gen, like this felt like something you maybe would watch with your family, like just have a rip and roar in time. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a great movie. Um, that's, those, those are my thoughts. Matthew, what you got? Um, yeah, I, I generally like this movie. Um, definitely feels like an Alex movie in the same boat as Jake. <laughs> Super surprised that you saw this for the first time a few years ago. Um, the thing that I, I think most impresses me or that I, I love most about this movie is how uh, ostensibly like from a very personal place this all comes from. Yeah. Um, it is written by the, our, our leading actress, uh, mm-hmm. Nia Vardalis. Mm-hmm. Uh, she originally written as like a one woman stage play that they like picked up and made a film and she got to star in her, the movie for the play that she wrote. Um, yeah. and like, I'm sure so many elements come from like her actual experience, you know, growing up being part of a you know, Greek family and sort of that whole world of things, um, which is just very, very cool. And, and I, I think it gives this movie like a really heartfelt or genuine edge to it. Um, that is just nice. Nice. With that, Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, man. 
Uh, Little Miss Sunshine is 2006, so a little, little later. Uh, 2006. Uh, two directors on this one, uh, Valerie Ferris and Jonathan Dayton. It follows the Hoover family, Greg Kinnear and Tony Collette. Tony's brother, Steve Carell, uh, comes back because uh, he he he's had a rough bout of life and he's coming back uh, to stay with the family for a while, uh, which also includes a uh, grandfather, uh, a brother, Paul Dano. Uh, grandfather is Alan Arkin and the little, little, little daughter, uh, Abigail Breslin. And, uh, the little daughter has dreamed of being winning this big pageant. Um, but you know, family can't really like afford it. And the dad's like struggling with his job and all blah, blah, blah. And they decide to drive across country to, uh, get this little girl to live her dreams and be in the pageant. Um, in this like kind of, uh, on the road style family adventure. I, I this movie has a very special place in my heart. Uh, I think it, it's uh, surprising when I when I saw it as a teen. A uh, very surprising movie with a lot of heart and a lot of depth in it. Seeing something like Steve Carell, uh, seeing someone like Steve Carell in this role was very like I, you know when I was a kid I saw him like what Bruce Almighty or like Evan Almighty like was the the his one <laughs> yeah yeah or like you know obviously he was Funny Man Daily Show like Forty Year Old Virgin all, all that. 40 year old version all this stuff but seeing him in this like kind of reserve role kind of in my head solidified this whole like oh yeah people are complicated and they can do a range of things and that's like really cool and especially in this one i just think the family dynamic is just yeah roll 10 moms was a kind of dysfunctional family but this one is like much more of like a <laughs> not rich and like kind of quirked up wes anderson it's it it feels more real and, and grounded and Again, like it's such a such a lovely depiction of family, such a heartbreaking one, and such a real one. I think every single character, every single family member is so interesting. They have such a good uh, experience in the film. Uh, very well acted, very well written. Like it, I, I just, I, I adore this movie for a bunch of reasons. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so um, this is a great movie. Um, I, I think just pretty plainly, um, it. Your comparison to the Royal Tenenbaums, I think, is a really apt one. This is also a super dysfunctional family, but by and large, people still manage to be pretty likable, um, sort of in spite mm-hmm. of their flaws in this movie, which I, I think I mm-hmm. is part of the reason I appreciate it so much. This movie's sort of family reconciliation story is just so well done. Um I, I really, really enjoyed it uh, there. As you said, it's really well written, really well acted, full of um, interesting characters. Yeah, it's a it's a great family movie. Alex. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It's uh, a fantastic movie. I hadn't seen it before. I remember I like oh, know shit. the name. Um, that's a, that's exciting. I yeah, I don't know where I've heard the name before, but I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I think it has so much character like them pushing the the vw bus (laughs) like every time the car needs to start is so good the horn going is so good uh (laughs) but like on top of all those like fun bits i think the characters are really strong like you mentioned it's such a good depiction of a dysfunctional family i think each of the characters have very specific I, i wouldn't necessarily say quirks but they have like interesting things that take them out of the norm of what you would expect for someone in their role yeah, I, I had a really good time with this one. In a lot of ways, it reminded me of the way, way back of like, oh God, yeah, it's kind Carell. of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. And is Tony Collette also in that? Is, is, she, she, is she the mom in the way, way back? Uh, I think she is. Well, wow. Dude, um, if Sam Rockwell was somehow in Little Miss Sunshine, whoo boy, I'd have a good time. He was the girl. He was the gymnast girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? They yes, like, range. She like flips yes, and flips and flips and then it just pauses and it's Sam Rockwell's Sam face Rockwell. on a child body. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I had a great yeah. time with this movie. I'll, I'll yeah, I back. just think that all of them... One, I'm so happy to show you this movie. I, I had no idea you hadn't seen it before. There, there are just certain movies that I just know or like I love that are good, that are fairly popular, that I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm just going to assume this person has seen this movie. Uh, does every family member like you can argue is this like vehicle like dr- has a driving force in this movie to carry things along? Like obviously it centers a lot on on uh, Abigail, um, you know Olive is her character's name, but a lot of it also Steve Carell like coming in and joining that like from his perspective is like big. The dad plays a big role. Grandfather plays a huge role. Uh, the brother scene, Paul Dano's character stands out with uh, his his Air Force thing. Uh, that seemed pretty big and his uh, relationship with Steve Carell's character and also with his sister uh, capturing teen angst, but also still teen like love, like in despite of all like their stupid family, Tony Collette is a mother. I mean, Hey, hereditary, you know, she, she claims it. That's the mother. Um, wow. She plays a good mom. She's yeah. also in the way, like she's, I cannot, she's, we, we can't unpack that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you getting some feelings, Matthew? Just, are you get, did you want to call her mommy? That uh, be honest. Did you want to call her mommy? No, uh, just get just keep going, Jake. I, okay, I'm okay. getting flustered. <laughs> I love Tony Collette. Um, yeah, I, I just if if we're talking about like family uh, movies, each of these being a driving force rather than just like a quirked up bitter punchline of like what they are, I think is really really compelling. Um, yeah, that's just that's me more singing praises about Little Miss Sunshine again. So jumping into um, comparing these movies, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of where where is kind of a good place to, to even start with this. Um, both dysfunctional families to a certain extent. Um, sure. Both mm-hmm. kind of stuck in their ways about some things, uh, you know, had some... Mm-hmm very good depictions of like, you know, classic family, like closed mindedness about things like, Oh, I wouldn't tell my family I was doing this thing. Uh, even though it seems very clear that it should be a thing that's accepted. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty prevalent in both of them. Uh, both have fun in really, really fun ways. Like (laughs) they're they're fun movie. Like they, these families know how to have fun a hundred percent. Yeah. I think there are two things that I really love about my big fat Greek wedding that I think, aren't necessarily not in uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I just think there's like less of a place for it. But so the first thing is um, like Matt, you mentioned like author specific experience. Um, so in my big fat Greek wedding, there are so many just like background jokes or things that happen that are like very specific um, experiences that the author has that are like, maybe widely attributable to other groups, but like Marina can say from her experience, like, yeah, my Greek grandparents did that. Um, the mm. one that sticks out to me is that when uh, the dad is like so sad that she's engaged uh, and they're like sitting down in their like living room before going to bed, he sits down on the couch and the couch still has like the plastic covering on the back. And Marina was like, my grandparents had the plastic on their couch. 
uh, like the Windex is like a very obvious thing, but like that's super real. Oh like, my god, the Windex thing is so funny. Yeah, that's that's it, like iconic. It's just it, there's so much like reality in it, um, and I think you get that in Little Miss Sunshine too. Like I think a lot of the characters are over the top, but I also think there are like kernels of like truth and experience probably in each of them. Like these are people that they have known. Um, oh yeah, like, I mean, my brother did the whole uh, like not talking thing. A vow of oh, silence. Really? What was his vow of silence for? Uh, I don't know. Family's awful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, 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 it's probably not like a great, like, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't like a deeper truth meaning. As far as I know, I never really asked him cause he wouldn't tell me cause he was silent. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, like he definitely did that. that that's very real. Um, nice. <laughs> Something yeah. that I think is interesting. And this is the other thing I love about my big fat Greek wedding and thinking about how it applies to little miss sunshine too. Neither of these movies really have well okay never mind this totally isn't true about little miss sunshine i was gonna say my big fat greek wedding doesn't have like a third act low point like in in an interesting way like they there's sadness and there's like is the wedding killing my dad you know but like there's not really they don't try to make it into this big low point um and i really appreciate like ian miller's relationship with her Uh, with Tula is steadfast the whole time, right? It's never in question. And I think that is like a really powerful message to be like, yeah, this is my family. Like if it's a problem for you, that's the end. And he, for him to be like, it's not a problem. And to stick by that the whole time, I think is like a really powerful story about like an immigrant family. And Um, it's really reassuring coming from like someone who like, for people who don't really like, they're really worried about their families and their families scaring off someone that they could potentially love and like finding that support. I think it's really beautiful. I mean, like that, yeah. that's a real concern for people who don't have families. That's like, I want to introduce you to my mom and dad and it's going to go great. They're going to love you. Like if you're really concerned that they won't love you, that's, that's a really tense thing for a family to go through and have. So having that reassurance that someone's going to stick by your side, it's, uh, I, I love it. I mean, it's a great message. You know, what's really yeah. interesting is that like um, marriage is like a huge piece of family, um, yeah. you know, like legally attaching yourself to another person and everything that's associated with that is like a pretty big deal. Um, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding is like the only marriage movie. movie we have. Yeah, that's actually pretty wild to think about. Okay. Like, yeah. I feel like wedding movie is such like a obvious movie to be like oh why didn't we pitch wedding movie i love (laughs) that movie uh yeah the the the, like connecting of families that comes through marriage um guys we could have picked meet the fockers (laughs) i mean genuinely we broke matthew i do not know what happened there but we broke him we could have picked neighbors where they do a meet the fockers impression in it (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) Oh, guys, what what wire tripped your brain with Meet the Foggers? What, what? <laughs> would you rather say Meet the Parents? Was that better for you? Is that yes? That's much or, better. For me. Or would you prefer it's Little Foggers? Little Foggers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Foggers. I think Foggers is what does it. Foggers. I just you don't want Dustin Hoffman doing doing. 
And Barbara Streisand <laughs> doing it up. Doing any of that. Um, is that. Oh my god, does it hit too close to home? They're a Jewish family. Does it hit too close to home? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? I've it learned a lot about you in this podcast, Matthew. Matt actually changed his last name from Fokker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it used to be. I used to be a Fokker. This is actually biographical. Um, yeah. That's great. That's great. And we just it, it's a sore spot because we got our family got financially cut out of the, the movie deal. Mm. Didn't make anything <laughs> from it. Uh, just, I was assuming that's how you got your money, but you had to change your name. So you couldn't say why you got your money. I was like that. that no, we were cut out. So, you know, wow. Ben Stiller coming up again. Wow. Maybe we should just pitch more Ben Stiller movies. Should yeah, we do a Ben Stiller, do a ben Stiller bracket. bracket. We can bring there's something about Mary back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and Dodgeball. Let's bring something about Mary and Dodgeball. Oh, he's in Dodgeball too. Jeez. And yeah. Dodgeball would be an actual pick then. Yeah. Hey. Well, yeah, because it has pirates. Hey, what are you saying about my pick? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about my pick, Matt? I'm, I'm not saying anything. What the heck are we talking? Where, 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 where is this going? What has happened in the past two minutes? I, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. We, um, we're talking about uh, Ben Stiller. Okay. Um, uh, well, okay, I, I can say I was originally going to compare how neither of these movies had third act low points, but then I remembered, uh, spoiler alert, the grandpa dies, and the, I guess it's kind of more like halfway through Little Miss Sunshine, but like... It's like, yeah, it, it's, I, it's I definitely think towards the, the end. The, I don't know. Because it's like hard because, of, like, there's no, like, big family third act low point, right? Like, the grandpa dies, and that's hard, but that's a little bit earlier, um, uh, Dwayne has like his dreams crushed because he's colorblind. Um, And so he has that moment, but that's really just him. Right. And then like the rest is the end of the movie. There's no like low point really during the little miss sunshine. I would argue that the grandpa dying is the, is the low point for them. Yeah, no, I I think it is, but it's early. I thought it was like at the end. It happens. I feel like it's like halfway through, but I don't think that means it's not like, I think that is the big low point of the movie. Yeah, because like also like it, oh, it gets... you know what could be is it? Uh, yeah, actually no. I I guess it it is the uh, the fa- the knock on effects of the grandpa's death. Yeah. Um, because like the whole scene in the hospital and then them opting to steal yeah. the body is like the rising action <laughs> coming back yeah. up. Um, so it's the closest it... thing that the movie has. It, it has more of like a. It has just kind of like a down and up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Immediate which, roller coaster. Yeah, which I think is kind of the the film in a nutshell. Um, there's yeah. something that's so spectacular about how this movie is crafted where basically not a single character comes out the other side, like as far as individual aspirations go better off, like Dwayne's dreams have been completely crushed. All of it, it's did not win uh, the little Miss Sunshine competition. Um, the dad is just like innumerably fucked career wise for the time yeah. being. Jeez, man. The, de- the grandpa's dead. Like he can come back from that. <laughs> he can he can come back. He can come that. back from that. Like yeah. nobody achieves what they set out trying to <sighs> achieve, which I think is such a fascinating but in spite, way to have a family feels, reconciliation. Like yeah, it, painted it feels to the like backdrop. a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is wild. The like saddest happy movie. It's like so weird. Yeah. Like it's a feel they good call film. It, they're they're the like subgenre or whatever they call it a tragic comedy like you know with the c shared tra- yeah. tragic tragedy tra- 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 no i just dropped the c all together yeah you just <laughs> dropped the c all together 
Uh, but yeah, like that's, that's that's what they call it. Which it fits. You know? Like the individual stories, like no one achieves what they wanted to achieve, but yet the family mm-hmm. ends up closer as a result of it. Like yeah. two of my favorite moments um, from Little Miss Sunshine, Dwayne finding out he's colorblind is yeah, so good. It's powerful, so powerful. good. Um, Should have known then, Paul Dano would <clears throat> be great. Um, no. And then the actual pageant, the dance. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really good. And what just the like, grandpa was cooking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and holy and shit, Dwayne in particular being the first one to like hop up on stage with Olive, I think is like such a good little moment. Like, love it. There's just so much to love, really, about both of these films, um, mm-hmm. because I do think they come from very real places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it is so tough trying to figure out which one is a better family movie. Yeah, it, I think it's another great matchup. Yeah. What I've realized has kind of been underlying all of my decisions so far is also like the families themselves, like not necessarily how they talk about family, but also just like the families in these movies. Um, oh, yeah, because number of families is a big. Yep, I forgot. <laughs> and, you know, if it's number of families, Little Miss Sunshine takes out the water, right? Because you got all those those moms and uh, right. children in the beauty pageant. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. one guy who was probably there to support his kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yikes. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I burned that one from my memory, you know? Yeah. Child beauty pageants. Um row. Anyway. Row. <laughs> yeah. Where my big fat Greek wedding. My, okay, so it's like the um what what's the comparison? The the like Little Miss Sunshine, you get a little tiny bit about a bunch of like mother daughters. And by that, I mean, you see them physically. Um, and in <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding, you get a lot about two families and one family's really big. It's That's really true. big. But Huge. then little miss Sunshine, you get really deep about one family, but then Ooh, someone yeah. dies. So the family gets a little smaller. So then oh, like, no. yeah, yeah. some dirt. Oh in the hole. no. And, oh, and, and in my big fat Greek wedding, it's a marriage, a baby. so it's like a plus one. And they have a baby at the end. So it's oh, it's two family shit. becoming one family that becomes one bigger family. Oh, oh no. But I mean, I, the point that I was trying to make was uh, how much I like <laughs> these families and the families in the movies, not necessarily the quantity. Oh, um, wow. How did I get that lost in translation? Yeah, but, you know, we're out of time now. Now we got to vote, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is keeping us to it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah, I guess we do have to vote. Someone start us off. I'll start us off. I'm crazy. Go for it. Um. Yeah. The, these both have a, a very have to. You, you gotta love a family movie with a really good message and a really good uh, uh, against all odds and stuff because we all feel like we're at odds with our families. Um. Sometimes, and I think that's great. Uh, I think kind of. I think Matthew teetered this for me, where you know it was despite them losing everything that that was the good conclusion. And despite everything, like that's their family. Uh, they don't have to succeed in the things they thought they did just to have a successful family and feel good about that. So I love it. Little Miss Sunshine is going to be my vote here. Nice. Um, I feel like this is a matchup where I truly could go either way. I love both of these movies. Um, I think I have to vote for my big fat Greek wedding because if I don't, my wife will be mad at me mm-hmm. and that's family and that's yes, family. That's, Oh, that's a mm, that's a good one. <laughs> family. This man voting for family, even. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, this is a, a really, really tough matchup. Um, cause now just keep it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> keep, keep what? Keep moving. Uh, no, I was just going to say, keep in mind, Matthew, uh, you did want to call Tony Collette mommy. So if you want to vote for family. <laughs> oh, my God. Now if I vote for Little Miss Sunshine, I seem like some kind of deranged sexual deviant. Some, some weird pervert watching uh, child beauty pads. I should have said everything. You know, I talk myself out of the vote every single, every single fucking bracket I talk. I say the one thing right before <laughs> Um, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Hmm. It's a joke. Joke. I I joked so hard. Ha ha. Silly boy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna vote for uh, Little Miss Sunshine here. It's really tough. These are both fantastic disp- depictions of family. But I, 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 similar to what Jake said, not about Tony Collette. <laughs> um, I wasn't gonna say anything. I wasn't gonna. Say, I was holding back. I was holding back um, for fear the, of you change you using your one change vote in the middle of <laughs> for the whole podcast. Um, the the sort of dysfunctional family element and just like the story of reconciliation here i think is just so so well done and it's just something i think is sort of absent from um the rest of the bracket without at least talking about little miss sunshine so i'm sorry to marina fortunately she doesn't listen to the podcast so she'll never know (laughs) and with that mommy is moving on (laughs) (laughs) yes mommy yes uh so Coming at you guys next episode, we've got Furious 7 versus Hereditary and Parasite versus Little Miss Sunshine. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a, how, do we met, how do we talk about those movies? Furious okay. 7 versus Hereditary has got to be two films <laughs> no one is conceived of being compared. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're basically the same movie. There's nothing really to compare. Yeah. Why would yeah. you? It would yeah, be yeah, like yeah. comparing, you know. Yeah. It's like comparing over the hedge to the nut job. You just Anyway. <laughs> Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, thank you so much for <laughs> listening. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. We are the Nutcast. Um, <laughs> uh, slash at Tough Cut Pod. You can, you know, we try and cross promote as much as we can with those boys <laughs> over there. Um, rate and review the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on every single one. Um, and who should they share today's episode with? <laughs> with you mommy <laughs> yeah yeah it's the yeah uh, he's yeah. like yeah unfortunately unfortunately yeah. sure we walked mommy. right into that one yeah, yeah we yeah. certainly did and if you know tony collette's agent please don't, don't I, send it to I, them. yeah i would love to maintain any kind of reality <laughs> yeah. where if, if tony you know collette tony collette's agent send their number to matthew okay that's that's better that's better so he can go let me meet my mom <laughs> 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 <laughs>